what's up suckers it's me before we get started just wanted to let you guys know that if you have not heard yet uh, i can actually work one-on-one -on -one now with anyone in my centered community like i've mentioned before centered is where i go to co-work with people it's a digital co-working company great place to be i've talked about it before and now i have a couple of special types of one-on-one -on -one sessions that we can do together just head on over there take a look at them and if they work for you get yourself on my schedule i'd love to have you uh, if you're curious about what those are, they are a one-on-one -on -one where I just help you get unstuck from one task that maybe you're struggling with. And uh, I have another that is dedicated to helping you come up with a battle plan for either a big project or some big problem that you've got that might take up to an hour and a half. So let's get working together if you're down. Head on down to the description and check out the Centered Community. Even if you decide not to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, it's a great place to be. We work together every day or so. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing group of people to be with. And we're number six in the entire company. So totally worth it to check out. And with that, let's get into the video. So before I get into it, as usual, I have to ask that if this is the kind of place that you like to be, if this is the kind of stuff you like to hear, please, please, please like and subscribe, even if you're listening and rather than watching, because it helps cool people find me, it helps me find cool people, and I am here to meet all the cool people. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. Some of them. Just like and subscribe, okay? Anyway. So I spend a lot of time on this channel consistently talking about how to work with our brains and that is important, but I think that sometimes when we do that, it gets lost in the fray that our brains also do some pretty amazing things and have been found to be capable of some things that other brains may not be. And I really wanted to take some time to focus on the great stuff, the good stuff that we actually have to be proud of. So why don't we go into those right now? Any of the studies that I talk about will be linked in the description. So if you kind of want to take a look at those yourself, uh, feel free. Otherwise, yeah, let's get into it, shall we? So thing number one that I think that we all are probably aware of on some level is creativity. We have been found multiple times to be some of the more creative ones out there. And there are a number of reasons for this. Uh, a lot of it has to do with our ability to think creatively in times where abstract thinking is needed. Um, we are maladaptive daydreamers, uh, which means that we like to daydream a lot. And so there's just a ton of stuff that our brains love to do when thinking creatively. Now, if you are kind of wondering about the science behind this, there really aren't a lot of studies as to why this is. It's pretty much all anecdotal. Even mine, my uh, stories about creativity would all be anecdotal. Every ADHD person I've met is creative. But if you were to ask me why or what I think the science is, I'm not a scientist, so first off, what are you asking me for? But either way, uh, I don't really have an answer. It, it, and neither does society right now. All we know is that there is something about ADHD brains that lists towards being creative. And you can see 
evidence of this, again, anecdotal evidence, but you can see evidence of this in just how many artists are out there who have ADHD, how many who uh, we have found posthumously probably had ADHD, right? There is uh, a propensity towards making things. And some people hypothesize that it has to do with our tendency to take risks or be impulsive. Um, and still others just believe that it has a lot to do with just that part of the brain being a little bit better developed. Whatever the reason, we are extremely creative. And if you're sitting there saying, well, I'm not artistically inclined, I can't draw worth shit, uh, I can't write, <laughs> I can't sing, I don't know what you're talking about. Creativity comes in multiple different ways. And a lot of the time when we hear creativity, we think art, which is great. And I love art and I am a person who considers herself to be an artist or a, uh, an artistically creative type person. But we're not just talking about art creativity here. We're also talking about creativity in problem solving, um, creativity in uh, planning. And some of that, honestly, can be explained by the fact that sometimes we're just not paying attention. <laughs> I even have my own stories of in my childhood coming up with creative solutions to solve problems. And it literally had to do with the fact that I just didn't remember what I was supposed to do. And so I was kind of taking a guess. Um, so there's that. There's also the fact that sometimes, you know, whether you realize it or not, you've kind of been learning to work with your brain all your life. And sometimes we look at a situation, we realize that that situation is not helping us. It's, it's not working with the brain that we have. And so we kind of just subconsciously figure out ways to work around that. So creativity doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an incredible artist or that you have to be a musician or that you have to have, you know, talents in that arena. But if you have ADHD, chances are that you have a hell of a lot of talent when it comes to solving really any sort of abstract thinking situation. Number two is hyperfocus. And uh, I know that this is something that is kind of a double-edged sword, right? A lot of us would say that our hyperfocus is also a negative. And I definitely don't want to ignore the fact that there are negatives to hyperfocus. However, the positives are also there, like the fact that we are very likely to learn about things that we hyperfocus on, that we care about enough to focus on. We will learn about these things faster than most people because we will spend all of our waking hours paying attention to this thing and the inner workings of this thing. We can become experts in things much quicker than other people might because we spend so much time hyper-focusing. We also have a higher tendency with hyper-focus to notice little details that other people might not, which is also important when you're talking about, say, big projects or important initiatives. They need people to recognize these details. And if it's something that we care about enough, we're gonna notice them. And I mean, you know, the really cool thing is when you hyper-focus, even if you abandon that hyper-focus because it's no longer fun or exciting to you, there is still something to be said for the knowledge you gained during the time that you obsessively studied this thing. And 
you might be looking at me like, okay, yeah, so a bunch of useless trivia is supposed to make me interesting at parties. I don't know, maybe. Or maybe that information is going to come in handy sometime down the road. Or it's just another thing that you could say that you have that others don't. Whatever the reasoning, it's really cool, honestly, to be able to say that you have knowledge about certain things, sometimes intimate knowledge about certain things that other people may not, even people who have been doing this for, you know, four or five years. So there is also something to be said for being able to be that jack of all trades, master of none. And I think that we do not give ourselves enough credit for how incredibly well-rounded we become thanks to hyperfocus. Number three is pattern recognition. And there actually has been a study done that showed that ADHD brains tend to do really well at recognizing patterns. And the study, I believe, was done with a puzzle of some sort um, and other types of more physical stimuli. But we're not just like that when it comes to puzzles and toys. We're also like that when it comes to behavior. Like, have you ever been told that you have really strong intuition or that you must be psychic or have ESP? You probably don't. You've just learned throughout life that there are certain behaviors or certain patterns that tend to lead to other patterns or other behaviors. And other people don't pay attention to those things, but we do. Now, that study, I don't believe, really went into the why. Um, I would have to reread it. Maybe it did. If you reread it, let me know in the comments. But basically, whatever the reason, our brains pick up on patterns much faster and much easier than other people, which makes us the people to go to when you need an opinion on a new friend or a new partner. Uh, and we are also the ones to go to when you are trying to get a good feel for how a project might turn out. That kind of recognition is pretty special. <laughs> um, and it is something that I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for. We're very good at that. Now, if you're looking at this and you're like, um, I have terrible taste in people. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Every single person I've dated has been trash. Every single friend I have has been uh, kind of a piece of shit, Ariana. And I'm starting to think that you're a piece of shit. I would like to tell you right now uh, that we are supposed to be focusing on the positives here. But I think it's a very human and natural thing for us to be amazing at giving advice to other people and noticing things for other people and being absolute trash when it comes to doing the same for ourselves. I, I gotta tell you right now, I cannot tell you how many times I have successfully helped people start brushing their teeth every day or start working out every day. And uh, you know what happened after I worked out every day two weeks ago? I got the flu and I haven't gotten back to it. Every time I tell myself I'm going to, I don't. So. Be easy on yourself if you're like, okay, I'm supposed to have this great understanding of people's behaviors and patterns, but I'm not great at it for myself. That's pretty common. Um, and it's something that can be done with a lot of self-work, probably some therapy, but just because 
it hasn't been happening perfectly at 100% for you does not mean that it doesn't exist. And this is about giving yourself credit. So give yourself credit. And finally, the last thing is theta brain waves. Now, if you are not familiar with theta brain waves, I am going to try to tell you in my layperson, completely dumb, except having read up on this a few times type way, uh, because I am not a neurologist. But from what I understand, theta brain waves are the waves that our brains tend to emit when we are under great stress or when we are feeling threatened or scared. Now, theta waves also have something to do with our GABA receptors. And the whole point is to kind of help feed us what we need mentally to be able to calm down, to be able to feel more relaxed. They actually found in a study, like I said, the studies in the, in the description, they actually found in the study that ADHD brains tend to emit higher levels of theta brain waves during times of stress. So we actually tend to be the people you want to turn to in the middle of a stressful situation or a crisis. If you have ever been the person who is super calm for the people around you when things are going sideways and everybody else is freaking out, that is probably due to the fact that your brain is emitting those theta waves. So does that mean that you never get anxious? No. For some reason, ADHD brains absolutely get anxious in moments where others wouldn't. You know, for example, planning to go to one place for lunch and then everybody suddenly changes their mind last minute, that, that can probably freak an ADHD brain out for some reason. But put us in a crisis where everybody else is upset or feeling like they can't think and our brains, due to those theta brain waves, are able to think much clearer and we are usually able to help put everybody else on the right path. So if you've ever been kind of feeling like, you know, gosh, I'm a little all over the place all the time, not that I'm saying to put yourself in a crisis, but just keep in mind that if there ever was one, you would be the one to turn to. So much shorter video today than usual, but this was something that I felt uh, we don't talk about enough. We talk way too often about our tendency to forget things, to lose things, and not enough about our abilities to find important information or to formulate great plans and solutions. And I feel like that's just as important as accepting the negative in your brain. So hopefully this helped. Hopefully this gave you some interesting stuff to think about. If there's anything else that you could think of that is a total positive of ADHD that we should be giving a little bit of notice to, please let me know in the comments. Otherwise, thank you for watching. Drink plenty of water, take great care of yourself, and I'll see you in the next video.